Hey rock stars, I'm Lydia Billings. And I'm Colleen Starcoke. And you're listening to Rules Aren't Real, a Rowan Coaching production. Have you ever followed a rule that didn't end up serving you? Here's an example. I can't be an artist and make money. Or how about this one? You can't start a new career after 30. Colleen and I want to explore why people often follow these rules, even though they aren't always awesome. Every other week, we'll dissect and debunk a societal, cultural, or individual rule invented by humans. We'll also look at some of the neuroscience behind why we're wired to follow the beaten path. On the alternating weeks, we'll interview a super rad real-life guest who has achieved badass results by completely breaking the previous week's rule. Get ready to climb out of that box, folks. Welcome to Rules Aren't Real. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We've missed you. Episode 12 today. Um, Thanks for joining us once again. We are going to jump right in here and start breaking rules and taking names. This week's rule to break is women should wear makeup. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) So um, if you're just joining us, my name's Lydia and Colleen is with me. Say hi, Colleen. Hello. And we um, love bringing you Rules to Break every week. Um, Next week, we'll be inviting our guest, Lauren, to join us. She is a total non-makeup wearer, and she's going to share all about that um, and how that came about and why she chooses to break the rule every day. But this week, we just want to talk about kind of why this rule exists, where it comes from, and um, start to debunk it a little bit. So what do you want to share right off the bat? Okay, so, you know, it's funny because when when we were talking about this, Lydia, in terms of, okay, who's our next guest going to be? What do we want to talk about? We were thinking, let's do something more in the personal sphere, since we tend to talk a lot about career rules that we can debunk. And women should wear makeup in some ways is definitely a personal rule. It's a personal choice. Uh, One thing that was really interesting that came up when I was doing a little bit of research about this episode beforehand is that this really is also a professional issue. In fact, that's one of the reasons why people say women should wear makeup. It's one of those things like when you look good for work, right? When you're well presented, especially if you work in some sort of fancy job, right? There's lots of jobs these days where that's less the case. But if you work in a corporate firm of some sort, Uh, you are likely expected to be wearing makeup and possibly pantyhose (laughs) and uh, several other signs of um, misogyny and sexism, but we'll get to that. So it really is a a professional expectation these days. And, and, you know, I think I've definitely had moments or days when I chose not to wear makeup and go to work. And I know we've all had this happen to us. Are you tired are you feeling okay? Are you are you a little under oh the weather? God. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, thank you. This is just my face. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, no, this is just me not ascribing to society's expectations, but don't mind that. Yeah, it's totally become sort of like part of getting dressed in the morning is that you put on makeup and that if you're not wearing makeup, like something is wrong and you've forgotten something or, or your outfit is incomplete or, mm-hmm. you know, something's off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's it's along the same lines as getting dressed in a nice outfit, putting on good shoes, pretty shoes, right? This is the other thing. Shoes for women in a professional environment, what are what are they normally expected to wear? Oh, t- um heels usually. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, nothing super practical by any nope. means. No. Nope. Um, 
because that would just be too simple. But yeah, heels, <laughs> good looking heels. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, as with heels, one of the other reasons why we should theoretically be wearing makeup is that we look more beautiful. Now, I do want to put out there before we get too far into this, because you know, we really are here to debunk this rule, so this is the perspective we're taking today, but we're not anti-makeup, actually. Um, I like wearing makeup, I think it's fun, uh, it doesn't bother me, but I also grew up as kind of a hippie and didn't wear very much makeup until I was probably uh, college? I don't know, it's always been a little bit off and on for me. But we do, I think, you know, like we're not against makeup, and I think that's important to, to know here, that as always we're saying you have a choice, and that's the only thing we want to present here is that you should be able to go to work without makeup and not have that be an issue of professionalism. You should be able to feel beautiful in your face. <laughs> just in your, your face, girl. Yeah. Just in your natural face, you know? So we just want to kind of present the options. What, what are some other reasons why people feel like women should wear makeup, Lydia? You, you started to mention this, right? This theory that women look more beautiful when they're wearing makeup. Well, I don't even know what that means. Like, I, I get it. And also, it's like, really? Like... Mm -hmm. Our faces don't look nice. So that's one theory that, you know, people look more polished or not people, women look polished and complete and more beautiful or just like generally more put together. You know, one of those things your mom says, like, I don't, I don't know who said this to me. I'm pretty sure it wasn't my mom. It was probably my grandma or somebody, but it was this idea of always put on clean underwear in case you end up in the hospital. And I'm like, what a weird thing to say to a, like a, a, a child, basically. I was like 14 when I first heard this. They're like, just in case. Yeah, God forbid someone like, finds you looking yeah, human. Right. Then you better have clean underwear on. And I think it's kind of the same thing. Like, you know, if, if you're not putting your face on before you leave the house, are you just like super depressed and have no self-worth? Like, what's that about? Yeah, I remember my grandmother would not leave the house without putting her face on. That's what she called it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she would spend a lot of time putting on makeup every day. And her, she would also never leave the house without her nails painted, which I think mm -hmm. is pretty fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, for her, it was just like, that's just the way it was. And that's the way she wanted to operate. Mm -hmm. But I think, I don't know that she necessarily was choosing it. I think it was just, this is the way it's always been. And this is what there's for me to do. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it depends on the era, right? And that's something we're going to talk about a little bit later. But, you know, at different eras in history, there were definitely expectations. There was a lot less freedom of expression, uh, at least in the last, you know, couple centuries for women. And so you were expected to do what everybody else was doing. And if you weren't, it definitely stood out like, whoa, you're weird. Are you off your medication? Do you need to go to the south of France and deal with your hysteria? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking of self-expression, right? Mm -hmm. Another reason that some women like to wear makeup is because it can be a really fun form of self-expression. Totally. And being creative. I mean, you kind of mentioned this earlier and I feel the same way. There's there's a lot of like playfulness and joy that I get out of putting on makeup in a creative way, right? It's kind of like a painting. So that's another reason that you know, people will sort of Oh yeah, get excited about the idea of of wearing makeup. And I love that. I have tons of fun with that. I mean, for me, pretty much all my makeup, anybody who knows me knows this, but pretty much all my makeup includes glitter. 
because I'm a unicorn at heart, but my natural face does not produce glitter. So this is something yeah. that I feel like I want to address from time to time. Yeah, you're like, I'm missing the glitter factor. I really need right. the glitter. Yeah. I have like a low natural glitter factor. So, you know, it's What fun. are some other reasons that people talk about, you know, it being important for women to wear makeup? Well, I think one, and this is the one that I'm going to take the most seriously here, is that for a lot of women, it really is a way to improve your self-confidence. And I can totally get down with that. You know, I, I guess, again, the, the idea here is the, the problem, I guess, that we could, we could say about this is that the same amount of confidence that you get by putting on makeup um, is taken off when you take off your makeup, right? So it strips away confidence when you don't have the makeup. And I think that that can be a sort of dependency, but regardless of all that, you know what, if it makes you feel better, it makes you feel confident. It makes you feel like a bad bitch going into the world, handling your business makes you feel beautiful and improves your confidence. I actually think that's a really bona fide reason to wear makeup. Yeah, it's, I agree. And it's interesting because what we're about to start looking at is reasons to debunk this rule. Mm -hmm. And what you're starting to talk about is how wearing makeup can be a form of, you know, that can really bolster self-confidence. And then the question I have immediately after that is like, well, yeah, but for whom? Like, if I'm going to put on makeup for myself because I enjoy it and I think it looks fun, great, that's awesome. But if I'm putting on makeup in order to feel confident with other people mm -hmm. and I don't feel confident otherwise, mm -hmm. then that's like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. what, like, what, like what's going on here mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so what do you think about that well I really like what um, Alexa Lafata from Elite Daily talks about this because she said she basically wants us to stop pretending that we're wearing makeup for our own empowerment and I think this is a really interesting idea she says no I do wear makeup and I love my makeup don't get me wrong but I'm not wearing it because it empowers me. I wear makeup because every other girl wears makeup because we live in a patriarchal culture that has decided that women, not men, need to cover up their dark circles and pimples to look presentable. If I didn't wear makeup, I would probably look objectively shittier than everybody else. And, you know, <laughs> like that right there, it just, uh, it's... It's now sad. it's like a it's battle. We're like, we're like now and now we're going into war. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, and, and, and it also brings up the question of who are you doing it for? Right? Like, yes, of course, yourself to feel more attractive. But like you said, Lydia, for whom? For whom are you becoming more attractive? Is it so that when you go yeah. into a bar, men will look at you or, or women, whatever your thing is, uh, or something in between? <laughs> Doesn't matter. We all wear makeup. Anyway, who's, who's that for? You know, and, and I think the second point here in terms of things to consider and, and why we might want to debunk this rule is, are you dependent on it? Are you dependent on it to the extent that you no longer like what you look like without it. It's interesting, right? Because I could, like, imagine waking up in a world where no one's going to see what you look like today. Mm -hmm. Do you put on makeup? No. No, me neither. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's like, I'm not actually putting it on for myself. I'm not going to look in the mirror all day long. If I'm putting on makeup, it's because someone else is going to see me, and I want them to have a certain experience of me. Mm -hmm. And having that go so far to the point where I no longer even look at myself in the mirror without makeup and feel good about myself 
mm-hmm. is a problem. You know, I, I've never had that experience. Like I've never been so dependent on makeup that it, that I have that experience, but I know a lot of women do and that mm-hmm. freaking sucks quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I am um, again from a different article. This is from, um, the body is not an apology.com, which is kind of a fantastic website name to begin with. Um, this is Abigail Francis Favila says every shape, size and shade of humanity has aesthetic value. My hope is that all people will learn to love their appearance and see that they are beautiful and that wearing makeup or dyeing one's hair won't be compulsory, but something each person feels free to choose or refuse. And I think this is really what we're looking at here. I mean, if you're if you're raising a daughter, how do you think about this, right? Because how do you tell your your daughter in the same breath, you're beautiful just as you are, you're amazing just as you are, and you can be anything you want to be. And then in the same breath, it's kind of like, but don't forget to put on makeup and be skinny because otherwise everything I just said isn't true. Hmm. Yeah. I'm now remembering when I was a kid, probably like 11 or 12, my boyfriend, not my boyfriend, my brother had a girlfriend. (laughs) That was really funny. No, (laughs) my brother had a girlfriend. And... My brother is three and a half years older than I am. So I was probably 12 and he was 15 or 16. And his girlfriend was sharing with me about how I shouldn't wear makeup. And as a 12 year old, I was like, well, fuck you. Like, I'll do what I want. And and now I can actually see where she was coming from and why she would say something like that. She She really wanted me to know that I didn't need to wear it. Mm-hmm. every day and that it wasn't a requirement of me like being a legit human being mm-hmm. but it was interesting because when I was 12 it came across like well fuck you don't tell me what to do like I can do what I want mm-hmm. so it's like how do you have that conversation with a young girl or young boy that wants to wear makeup about mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. that is or isn't well and you know something again that we'll get into in just a second but that's important to remember is that if you're fighting kind of this patriarchal culture that says that women are supposed to be modest and chaste, wearing makeup is a rebellion. Saying, fuck you, I want to wear my red lipstick, I'm going to rouge my cheeks, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go big and bold, um, and I don't care what you think about it, right? Because makeup is not, you know, the kind of makeup a lot that we're talking about is sort of like the put-on-your-face version that your grandma did or going to work at the corporate firm, but there's all kinds of crazier forms of makeup that are really not suited for those environments that are fun and fabulous and loud and out there um, and totally are not for anybody else in that way. They're much more of like a costume, which is fun. Yeah, definitely. Do you have anything else you want to say about that? Because I want to move on to a subtopic. Okay. Um, what's your subtopic? No, I just want to touch because I was just thinking about like <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just said sub taco. Sub taco. <laughs> May I have a sub taco, please? Um, I went to Taco Bell this weekend and it was glorious. Just the fact that like men aren't supposed to wear makeup, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, who? First of all, who cares? And but that women are required to, and that men aren't allowed to. It's mm-hmm. just so sexist and weird. Mm-hmm. And On wonder, both sides, actually. The whole yeah. thing aren't allowed to is very interesting as well, right? Yeah. And that if a woman doesn't wear makeup, she's doing it wrong. And if a man does wear makeup, he's doing it wrong. Right. Right. So, 
you know, why does that exist in that way? And, you know, what's there to sort of unpack and debunk in that whole sexist structure? Totally. And, and you know, it's one of the clearest tests of is this sexist, right? Like in the same way that um, men are like, oh, yeah, when I tell you to smile, it's just because I want you to be happier. It's something I would say to anybody. And you're like, and you're like, yeah, except for a man. You would never say that to another man. Why aren't you smiling, honey? Like, no. <laughs> nice try. It's totally a litmus test. So yeah, this, um, this fails that list litmus test for sure. Yeah. But, you know, again, so we're sort of talking about how makeup can be seen to support this culture of misogyny. But there are other examples throughout history, right? So, I mean, if we go back to um, ancient China and Japan, um, around 3000 BC, men and women both stained their nails. Up until the French Revolution in 1789, men in Europe pretty regularly wore wigs, they powdered their faces, they drew on beauty spots. You know, archaeological evidence from from Egypt, from ancient Egypt, about 6,000 or so years ago, shows that both genders wore eyeliner, that really pretty coal cat eyeliner, you know, um, as well as a lot of other sort of accoutrements that today would be seen as purely feminine. So this is something that's a, kind of a, a modern gender construct. And that's something that's also interesting to keep in mind, right? How has makeup been used throughout history? This version of the feminist thing right now that women don't need to wear makeup, that's, that's a particular kind of feminism. It's sort of the, um, what they call second wave feminism, like between the 60s and the 80s. Um, and it was this kind of suggestion, this idea that women should discard any adornment because it, it only served to subjugate them in the eyes of man. And they're, there are examples of this and writings about this um, throughout history. I don't know. Do, do you know of any? Hmm, yeah. So um, in, the, in the same article that you were quoting a moment ago when you were talking about ancient China, right? So this article comes from bbc.com. It was written by Harriet Hall. We have a couple different quotes, and we'll share these with you guys on the blog. But Simone de Beauvoir, who's freaking phenomenal, um, in The Second Sex, which is quoted in this article, wrote, when a woman has once accepted her vocation as sexual object, she enjoys adorning herself, which for me is like so complex, first of all. This, yeah. this very short, simple <laughs> sentence is like becomes very complex. So if we start to pick it apart, right? And so when a woman has once accepted her vocation as sexual object, so that's making an assumption that women do exist as sexual objects and that that's actually something that can be embraced or celebrated mm -hmm. then once that has happened if a woman chooses that she enjoys adorning herself she enjoys making herself look good and that there's some you know feeling special and exciting and celebrated that comes along with that and i think go ahead oh, go ahead oh i was just going to say that this is by no means something that applies to every woman, there is not a requirement for adornment, right? I love this word for yeah. anyone. Go but, ahead. You know, I really think though that actually the woman who doesn't feel that requirement is the exception because this idea mm -hmm. of a woman who has accepted her vocation as sexual object, that's something that we are born into culturally. So unless you have a very different kind of family that you grow up in or you grow up in a very special kind of community, 
that's kind of built in, in the same way that men don't wear makeup. It's kind of, yeah. that's what all of our advertising tells us. That's what all of our media tells us. That's what all of our cultural experiences tells us that what, that's what rape culture is about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we are literally surrounded by that assumption all day, every day. So it's, it, it, I don't think it's really a thing like an active acceptance of that, but I think most of us passively accept that. And it takes a real concerted effort to bring awareness to that and to make a choice to the contrary. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I think I was I was coming at this in a little bit more of an empowered way and what I'm noticing is that it's so it's it's so unconscious mm-hmm. for most of us especially as we grow up that we just aren't even aware automatically of why all of this is happening or why we're doing what we're doing. And it's, it's perfect to sort of bring that up to the surface rather than have it be an underlying mm-hmm. structure. And it's um, been there for years. I mean, in, in 1790, like way, way back, Mary Wollstonecraft argued in A Vindication of the Rights of Woman, this is from that same fabulous article from the BBC, that beauty is presented as a woman's scepter but is in reality only gilding the cage of womanhood. And I think that totally makes the point that we were just covering there that, you know, even today people are like, Oh yeah, my makeup is so empowering. It makes me feel confident and this, that, and the other. But in a certain way, you're just sort of taking something that you don't have a choice about and deciding that it was a choice. Hmm. Yeah. And sort of, God, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word, but Yes, sort of turning it on its on its head. Yeah. Um, and now I'm curious on sort of a more broad scope, and I am really interested to hear what our listeners think about this, but is it inherently feminist or not to wear makeup or not? Mm-hmm. And why? <laughs> why or why not? <laughs> right? right, right. So I don't know that I have an answer. I, do you? Do you have an answer or an opinion? No, I don't, I don't think it's as black and white as that. I really yeah. don't. Um, you know, uh, as with everything, it's shades of gray. And that's why we're just bringing all of this information and these different perspectives to light mm. so that you have a chance to think about it and decide for yourself. You know, for me, it doesn't make me any less of a feminist. Um, I'm a pretty bad bitch, but I will say sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> I will say that sometimes I'm walking down the street and I'm thinking, oh my God you know, I'm wearing whatever to go to the grocery store. I'm so not sexy right now. And I've literally had conversations with myself in my head. And you're lying if you tell me that you don't do this. Oh, I do it every day. (laughs) I literally will talk to myself in my head on the way to the grocery store and be like, your level of sexiness is not determined by what you're wearing or not wearing. It's determined by who you are and how confident you are about that. And I have to like have conversations with myself, little like heart to heart. Yeah. Um, it's like brain to heart because our brain thinks one thing and our heart is like no yeah totally (laughs) and there's also like the next level of that self-conversation for me is noticing why I even feel the need to quote-unquote be sexy when I'm going to the grocery store right right and that's the the part that says that's the part where I'm saying culturally we have already accepted our vocation as sexual object right You know, it's totally that like, no, I don't think of myself as a sexual object. Like if I'm just thinking about it right now, like, no, of course not. I'm not just here for man's pleasure. That's ridiculous. And yet, and yet, right. Yeah. There's some other stuff about makeup though, that I think 
I'd like to bring up in the context sure. of why we could consider um, ditching it, at least sometimes, or being aware of it. And one of them is, there's a couple things here. For one, you're literally erasing or at least covering up your natural self. And I, this is really interesting to me. Like, is this a good example to set for yourself that you will only be loved if you are someone else? Hmm. I mean, no, it is not a good example. I know that's mostly a rhetorical question, but um, yeah, it is. But I, yeah. you know, I think it's worth thinking through. Yeah, it's it's. And let me see how I want to come at this. It sounds so corny, right? What I'm about to say sounds so corny, but I've heard it time and time again. Growing up, being a woman, if you can't love yourself, ain't nobody gonna love you either, right? Oh. And you can't love anyone else. And no, it's not about how you look, but it also is. Yeah. Like, if you don't love who you are inside and out from head to toe mm -hmm. unconditionally mm -hmm. and you're trying to be someone else, whether that's in appearance or personality or behavior, then there's something inauthentic going on. Mm -hmm. And I want to give everybody like a little pat on the back for trying here, right? Because I think probably like 0.11% of us actually love everything about ourselves internally and externally unconditionally. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I, by no means am I saying that like that's how my reality is. It's a work in progress for all of us, right? Yeah, for sure. What, anything um, else about that that you, you want to share? Yeah, I mean, I guess the only other thing here is that it's creating, makeup creates kind of a standard of beauty that celebrates sort of a, um, like a manufactured sameness. And I, I see that actually a lot more in America than I do in some other places. Although there are some places like Korea that are crazy. Have you seen like Korean beauty pageants and stuff like that? No, and I'm a little afraid. Oh my gosh, it's um I mean they're gorgeous. These women are gorgeous, but they literally all look like the same. Like you you can't tell and this isn't just a me being a white person who can't tell Asians apart. I promise you. Look up Korean beauty pageants. They're stunning, but it really does this this makeup, this whole aesthetic industry creates um we see the same thing in our in our country with the whole Kim Kardashian Kardashian look alike thing that's going on everybody has to have eyebrows on fleek these like thick ass eyebrows and we all have to have like the highlighter and the contouring and the lips that are filled outside of your natural lip because you have to have plump lips for who I don't know but that's the thing you know and it's sort of like I don't know like be bodies are beautiful they're weird everybody's body is so different and it tells a story it tells who you are it tells what you've been through and I, I just wish that we could come together as, as men and women, actually. I mean, men are subjected to a different set of artificial expectations, you know. But wouldn't it be cool if we could celebrate the, the, the difference? Now it's me being corny. But really. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get into some sort of like basic stuff here. Um, we have our little list yeah. here. Uh, if we look at what, uh, eight through 11, <laughs> these sure. are really so, simple reasons. Very logistical reasons uh -huh. to ditch makeup. So um, it can be really full of chemicals that are not actually good for your body. So mm -hmm. that's pretty simple. And a lot of makeup is tested on animals. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are not down with that. And mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're someone that doesn't want to support testing on animals in the beauty industry, then that doesn't work for you. And um, even if it's not tested on animals, a lot of it uses animal byproducts, which is awkward. Yeah, like, ew, I don't, yeah. <laughs> like, Weird to think about that. You just um, put pig skin on your face. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it also costs a lot of money. Yep. And it takes a lot of time to use. Yeah, like so much time. Really, you could be spending oh, that time. So much time. You could so spend that time. time playing with puppies or learning how to negotiate for equal pay. There's so many things you could do with that time. Right. And I, by no means, again, by no means are we saying like, definitely don't ever do it, but, or that like you're wasting your time if you're doing it or that you should spend your money on something else. But it's just something to consider that like, you don't necessarily need to spend your time and money on it if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what do you think, uh, listeners out there? followers of rules aren't real rule breakers uh, around the world do your beliefs about makeup lie somewhere in the middle does uh as lydia said does does wearing makeup make you less of a feminist or more of one we're, we're really curious to hear your thoughts on this subject it's it's kind of a touchy subject for a lot of people yeah and i'm, I'm hoping that this conversation will bring some of that um, you know, when we get touchy about stuff or when we get reactive about things, we're usually just dealing with the surface level reactions. And I'm wondering what's deeper for people mm -hmm. that might get brought to the surface by having this conversation. So thank you for being with us, of course. And we can't wait for you to meet Lauren next week. She is a filmmaker, a comic artist, and a doula. And she has spent the last 10 years um, celebrating totally natural beauty, which means no makeup for 10 years, which I think is freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. We're really excited to have her share her perspective with us. Anything else, Colleen, that you want to leave people with? Oh, just the usual. If you want to get um, all our notes from today, uh, you know, we always look up a bunch of articles and things that we think are cool and resources and whatnot. Um, that'll be on the blog post. You can find that at rowancoaching.com slash RAR. And if you want to join the conversation with us online, please, please join the conversation with us online. We want to talk to you. You can find that at facebook.com slash RAR podcast. Or is it just RAR? Y'all, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say you can find that online at <laughs> facebook.com slash RAR. <laughs> That way you have one to pick from. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, folks. It's thanks, a pleasure everyone. as always. And we can't wait to talk to you again uh, next week with episode 13 and our special guest, Lauren. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to another episode of Rules Aren't Real. We hope it gave you some serious food for thought when it comes to the rules you might be following in your own lives. In fact, we'd love to hear about those personal rules of yours or any other thoughts you have about our show. Join the conversation on Instagram at RAR Podcast today. If you want to learn more about Lydia or me, please visit our website at rowancoaching.com slash RAR. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to break some more rules with you next week. See you soon. See you soon.